Well, Marcus, our ruling elder currently, seeing us through a difficult season in our church, a lot of us got to know you on a more personal level on one of our mission trips. And mm-hmm. it, it was what like, you brought something to our group that I was so happy to see it. It was just, it was just like the jokes, man, the, the tricky little things you did with the cups and the balloons. Ah, the yeah, gloves yeah, yeah. And all I remember the cups. Yeah. And it's, you are the bookends of our mission trip video that year. You know, it starts off with you and the blowing the, blowing the glove over your head and ends with the cups, you know, yeah. <laughs> what I think we would all wonder going back to elementary school as a hyperactive, even more hyperactive market. What were some of the silliest things you did in elementary school? Gosh, I don't, mm, I'd have to think about that, honestly. I do remember, like, yeah. whenever I would go around in grocery stores, I'd be kind of, kind of like a little brat. Like, I would always go run as fast as I could with the shopping cart and then jump in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, jump I'm in not the cart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, into the basket part? Yeah. That's amazing. In the grocery <laughs> store. I mean, more in like the parking lot if there are no cars, you know, but I remember, yeah. I think I remember doing it a few times in the, in the store. That is yeah. amazing. <laughs> if I were in the grocery store, I mean, if one of my children were doing that, I would of course, you know, reprimand them. But if I saw oh, someone yeah. else's oh, yeah. child do that, I would like just clap. I would go, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, to, to oh, be honest, uh-huh. I don't think I ever crashed into anything or anyone. So yeah. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that. That's right. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, no harm, no foul, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> how did your – just start off with this. I mean, really give us a sense. How did your journey even begin, like your spiritual journey? I mean, was it – is it something that – you kind of found on your own or through friends? It was something that came as a result of your home life? I mean, wh- how did your spiritual journey even begin? Well, I mean, like from, from like a very young age, I had been going to church. You know, I was like baptized when I was pretty young. So I kind of just grew up in the church yeah. a little bit. Um, uh-huh. That's not to say like, I, you know, I probably didn't take it very seriously when I was like a really young kid. Because you know, obviously, high attention span, or you know, I was, yeah. I was I was a pretty hyper kid, so I didn't I didn't do like a whole lot of listening. But um, mm-hmm. maybe around middle school age, or a little bit earlier, is when I started to like actually listen and um, take part in worship, and that's when I really think mm-hmm. um, I started to think about sermons and all the lessons that yeah. were taught during the day. Yeah, and when, so I think that's kind of it. Now, would you say would you say you were a frequent attender as a child, like in elementary school? Yeah, a hundred percent. It was it was pretty much every Sunday. Um, yeah, and if it, if it wasn't, it was just because I was sick. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was pretty prevalent though. I would say. Yeah, and then now you've mentioned when you're in middle school. That's an interesting time because a lot of middle schoolers. You know, they're they're even more hyper. Like they're just as hyper as a small child, except they're bigger now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why why do you think it 
started to connect for you in middle school? Um, I probably can't give like an exact answer on that. It just kind of mm-hmm. happened. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, though, I would say, um, you know, it was like I was there every single Sunday. Yeah. So it was a bit of a routine where I would just I would go to church, and then I mm-hmm. could either listen or you know I could just be bored for an hour. And eventually, yeah. it just became more, more um, interesting to me to just listen and and take yeah. part of that. I guess. I wonder maybe if, I wonder if also it, it it's a part that because you went so regularly, what would seem really confusing or weird or you know, or so forth for a child wasn't as much for you as a middle schooler because you had some foundation. I and mean, even though you're not paying attention 90% of the time as a third grader, you're paying yeah, yeah. attention 10% of the time. And yeah, yeah. if you're going every week like that, that adds up. And so as a oh, middle schooler, does. the language and the, the routine, it makes more sense over time and you're able to follow along a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember even in middle school, um, you know, even, even, uh, or like, like, you know, around those ages, um, even mm-hmm. when I wasn't too engaged in worship or, or anything like that, I still remember being able to say like all the prayers just because, you know, I'd heard them so many times. Um, yeah. you know, even if I wasn't understanding fully like all the words, you know, I was yeah. remembering them, um, in my mind. How, how often do you, how often do you recite those words? Like when you're not at church, just, they just happen to fly through your mind or or even you're thinking, you know, maybe before a wrestling match or some big event, you're thinking, let me say a prayer. How often do those things even just go through your mind in general? Honestly, it's it's a little bit random right now. I don't really think I have like, yeah. a schedule or anything, uh-huh. but in times of turbulence, I would say, um, yeah. I'm really a person that likes to have a lot of stability. Well, maybe not yeah. with a lot of stability, but, you know, if I feel like my life is starting to get a little bit um, out of hand, I'll kind Chaotic. of just take a step yeah. back and, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. those are really the times, I guess. It's that thing that centers you. Is there – and so it sounds like your – whereas how your faith journey became personal to you, it sounds like it was more of a process, that it sort of happened not in one moment – but it happened over oh, yeah. a, a course of time. Was there uh, was there a time when you realized, like, wow, this is? Was there a time when the light bulb kind of went off and you thought, wow, you know, I've actually been paying attention through this, or I I genuinely care about this now? Man, I can't I can't even remember like a certain age, but I do have yeah. a vague memory of of something like mm-hmm. that. It was yeah. just you know I was I was you know this I guess this is probably sometime around 7.30, sometime in middle school, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just, you know, in the beginning of my uh, journey, I guess, and I was paying attention to all the ways Christianity had affected me versus, yeah. you know, some of my non-religious friends. And yeah. um, I just, I guess I just kind of noticed that it, it had made a pretty big impact on me and an impact that I yeah. thought personally was positive. Could you give an example of something you notice in your own self? I think I have an 
an above average sense of generosity. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to like toot my own horn, on my own horn or anything, but sure, sure. You know, I think we'd all agree. I, with that. I, mean, I mean, you're you're a guy that if if we said Marcus, we need you to dug a ditch in the manure, like <laughs> you would do that. And if we yeah, said Marcus, yeah, yeah. we need you to to sit with this person suffering from dementia for the next hour, like you would do that. But you, well, you, you, you would do pretty much anything we Yeah. I have asked you to do <laughs> I don't think I've had you uh, dig manure. <laughs> no. Okay, maybe not, the, maybe not the ditch. Maybe not the, the ditch. <laughs> but it's an idea, isn't it? It's an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you, yeah. Did you want to go on yeah. with that? Uh, no, I, I think that's, I think that's, I think yeah. that's pretty accurate, Andy. Um, so, you know, you are a wrestler, which not maybe not everyone knows about you. And there's something uh-huh. I've been wanting to ask you for a long time as an accomplished wrestler that you are. Uh, there is a very famous wrestling match in the Bible. Uh, did you know that? Uh, <laughs> so, Jacob. I can't say that I am. Or, uh, Jacob, early on in the Old Testament. Uh, uh-huh. wrestles with an angel. Some would say he wrestled with God. I think he wrestles with an angel. And mm-hmm. it's sort of in a dream and he decides that, you know, I want God to bless me. So he's going to wrestle this angel to force the angel to bless him. <laughs> so now, Marcus, if you're wrestling an angel or God, like what's your go-to move in this situation? I don't even know how to approach that, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know how I would come up with the idea that that I could force God into into you know giving me any sort of advantage, you know. Yeah. Like this is like an all all powerful being, <laughs> and I'm supposed to wrestle him, really? You know, yeah. I don't even know how I'd approach so you, that idea. So you would just lay down and submit. <laughs> I I don't even know what I could do. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I guess I'd give it some effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't see it going my way, you know? There's a, there's a broken hip involved, so maybe that's maybe that's a clue. Oh, I something. can definitely imagine that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, you know, I wondered. I wonder if you had a move that, you know, this is my go-to move against my toughest opponent. <laughs> and, uh, but, no. Oh, well. I don't and, know. I don't know. Well, tell us about what's been going on lately. This, you know, you've we've been away from each other for a long time. What? I mean, in your spiritual life, like what kinds of things have been going on lately? I, you know. Well, I think is, you know, with quarantine going on, um, like pretty much all this year. Uh, I think there have been pros to to it regarding my my spiritual life and definitely cons. Really? Um, I bet people would love to know what the pros are. Well, uh, I mean, it kind of bounces off the cons, but you know, being uh-huh. being away from a lot of people all the time is, you know, obviously pretty tough because I feel like a lot of um, Christianity is done through interacting with people. You know, right. um, like being kind to one another and doing, yeah. you know, acts of good service and, and all that. Um, yeah. So that, you know, probably wasn't great for my spiritual life. But I will say that being alone a lot more often um, mm-hmm. 
did help me to um, understand feelings towards myself better. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how well I could explain that, but um, it, it was just a big help. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't really know how how I could explain it really. Well, I imagine as someone, and tell me if this is wrong. I imagine as someone that is like myself that doesn't sit still well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not. Maybe you're not as distracted. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could be part of it? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I I think it's also maybe yeah. that I'm just not interacting with as many people as I usually would. Yeah. I'm focusing yeah. more energy on myself. Do you feel like most of your peers, like people in Nevada High, are focusing on themselves, or are they kind of missing this opportunity to do that? Because I um, I remember when this all started. Everyone was saying it's so great seeing people outside again, seeing people, you know, going on family hikes again. But you don't hear about that anymore. You hear a lot more no, about not. the depression and all that. And uh-huh. and I wonder if people are are missing this opportunity to focus on. I mean, it's a long time. I mean, it's been a, almost a year now. Yeah, almost you a know? year, huh? Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah, I mean you're definitely right. It is it is way different than it than it was um you know around this time last year. But mm-hmm. honestly, I guess I would have no way of knowing. I I really hope that mm-hmm. that people are still dedicated to um you know improving mm-hmm. themselves. Well, I was yeah. gonna say like the few people I I have talked to, they seem they seem to be uh, doing well with like you know. No, they're they're not they're not taking quarantine too um too too harsh. Too harsh, yeah. Or well, yeah. I would wonder what what kinds of things have you been doing for yourself that are working? I mean, knowing there are a lot of people struggling more than you are. I mean, what what are the things that Marcus does? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of helping him stay grounded and centered and and hopeful, I guess kind and generous um, through all this well i started well i guess in the beginning of the quarantine i started by mm-hmm. trying to improve myself physically so i started exercising mm-hmm. more and you know trying to feel better um but yeah. besides that one thing that really helped is um meditating which mm-hmm. you know i mean i don't do it too much but it definitely has made yeah. made a um a pretty big difference yeah. in my life I feel a lot more. That's awesome. Yes, it it's one of those things that we don't do, but we know works. And whenever we do it, we feel better. But we still don't do it enough, you know. Because it's just it's it's like sitting down for a really long time, and and trying not to let anything move you or yeah or or just focusing for a really long time and. You know, I think that can be kind of a burden sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. And as much as you train your body through all the exercise, you're training your spiritual life by doing that. Yeah. You know, you take yeah. somebody, take somebody like us that, you know, likes to be active and running around and you tell them to sit still for a half hour and do nothing. It's hard. You know, it that's, really is. that's punishment. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. But you tell them, you know, you start off with a minute. I can do that. And then yeah. five minutes. 
okay, I think I can do that now. And then six, seven minutes, I think I can do that now. And you just sort of train up. And and I imagine if you look back on how your meditation practice was, you know, six, seven months ago, it's probably a lot easier for you now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely way different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, a a couple more questions for you if you got a little more time. Yeah, of course. Where... Where do you think God's leading you right now? I mean, you're a senior, you, you know, you're in uh, kind of a transition, but I don't want to, I don't want that to mean just like picking what you do after high school, but just mm-hmm. in a spiritual sense, like where do you think God's leading you as you're kind of entering this new chapter of life? Um, I think probably to a place of um, self-security and being able to um, put my basic needs um, above, you know, all else. Um, mm-hmm. Like there are certain there are certain responsibilities I have now that I'm, you know, just entering adulthood that I wouldn't have even yeah. thought about two or three years ago, right? Yeah. So, like what? Well, I mean, I didn't have to have a job, you know, back at maybe like the beginning of high school, but. Now that yeah. I'm getting to the age where I'm going to have to start, you know, paying bills eventually and really getting my life yeah. started, it's just, you know, I I should probably have a job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, funny, it, isn't it? Yeah. It, you reach an age where you go, it, man, I'm going to have to pay for things now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, that's yeah. just what I'm saying. It, it's like, I, I think I'm just at the point where instead of, you know, instead of um, me learning to become an adult, um, Mm -hmm. I think, I wouldn't say I'm being forced to, Mm because I think I'm doing a lot of this stuff pretty well, but it is necessary now, when it wasn't necessary, you know, for me. Yeah, first it was an idea, but now it's, like, becoming real, and yeah, I always always tell people, you know, you're, in my mind, you're not an adult until you're paying all your own bills. Mm-hmm. And living in yeah. your and living in your own somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Until then, you're not really adult. I mean, you may be uh-huh. 30 years old. That doesn't mean you're an adult if you can't take care of yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had said you had mentioned how big a part uh, community is and being with each other uh, for our faith. What are you What are you looking forward to most when this is all? kind of said and done and we're able to do, you know, most of what we want again. What kinds of things are you looking forward to within our youth group or our church? Well, first and foremost, I'm just excited to be seeing seeing the people, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've seen Georgia a, a handful of times. Um, yeah. But even then, like, not as much as I would be if it, if everything was um, right. healthy and back to normal. So, yeah, I, yeah I, would say, I would say seeing seeing people first. And then, you know, maybe, maybe after that, just catching up and, and, uh, yeah. You know, seeing what's been going on for like the last year of our lives, I guess. Well, that's sure. like the only thing I can even, I can even think about mm-hmm. right now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like kind of the first yeah. step. And let me let you have with this. You are, uh, what is called a ruling elder, which not everyone listening to this would understand what that mm-hmm. is. Uh, our church is run by a board of elders which we call session and marcus you are a ruling elder one of 
15 or 16, is that right? Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how you hesitated. Um, and so the, the group of you are responsible for leading our congregation through this. Um, can, and yeah, just tell us about what that experience has been like through this. I mean, it's a rough year to have been doing it, which you and I have talked about before, but anybody who might listen to this wonder, man, what could I do for my church and someday maybe get asked to be on session or to help lead a commission some other way? Give us a pitch. Why should someone become a ruling elder at Westminster? Well, I will say that it is, it's a lot more collaborative than I would have thought. And I know that sounds kind of like silly because, you know, that's pretty much all it sounds like. But um, I didn't really expect for it to be, you know, so much brainstorming and then moving forward with a plan and then just kind of, you know, getting the ball rolling like that. I thought it'd be a lot more rigid with a lot more schedules and and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels feels pretty good. I got to say, I thought it would be a little bit more involved, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how much can you really do while we're, while we're in a pandemic? Yeah. Um, that, was, that was probably due mostly to just, you know, everything having to be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it was a great over experience overall. I think, you know, it yeah. was probably a little bit intimidating going into it. You know, it, it really felt like I was on the same level as, as everyone else. So yeah. I mean, once I was really doing it, I guess it wasn't, I, it wasn't so bad. But, yeah, you know, getting, getting it's funny that first meeting. A bit. It's I always imagine that first meeting that you go into, and you know you're sixteen, seventeen, and you're sitting down, and everyone's more than twice your age. You know they're managing employees at their work. You know they've got maybe multiple properties they own. <laughs> you know they've mm-hmm. just done yeah, way no, more it, in their it, life. That you have, and they, and in their spiritual life, they've just seen a lot more. And, yeah. you know, we, we put you in there, we say, Marcus, you're equal to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, I that, love that. That, was, that was a big yeah. part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that honestly, it, it, it was, it was kind of crazy seeing people who had just done so much more in their life than I had and yeah. saying, like, okay, you have, Equal, equal say in everything that happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go, you know. You're right, and and sometimes I know they do this. They say they recognize that we're very lucky at this church. We have great leadership uh, and the people. Um, I'm not talking about staff. I mean, our staff. We could work on ourselves quite a bit. <laughs> the people, all of you, are wonderful, and they recognize sometimes that this is something that's going to affect young people. So. You know, they ask you, Marcus, what do you think? <laughs> and you're going, you just, I just imagine that you're sitting there going, what do I think? What do you mean, what do I think? <laughs> you know, you're yeah, the one no, with the Yeah, honestly, PhD, that, that, is, that is exactly like, yeah. Um, yeah. It is a little weird. It is a little weird. Uh, uh-huh. And it, it's kind of funny because a lot of the time I'll have ideas that are pretty much the same as other people's ideas. I guess it's more just a sense of um, validation that I agree you know yeah 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 oh gosh that's got to feel good too you know when you're in that oh yeah there well well hey man thank you a ton for taking time for us and 
thank you for in the background leading our entire church through this rough year uh, yeah, as a member of session. You're great. the man. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll we'll hopefully see you sooner than later. But if not, we appreciate yeah, the time, of course, of Marcus. Course.